I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is the Dying to Ask podcast. So excited to have today's guest back on today, Diane Gatzman, an etiquette expert, modern etiquette. She basically does etiquette for corporations, more or less. So her specialty is corporate etiquette, like how to get people interacting better in the workplace, that kind of thing. She runs the Protocol School of Texas, and she is my go-to for all things manners, but it's not really like please and thank you kind of stuff. It really is that that human interaction. And Diane's been on the show a bunch of times. So she was on a few months ago when we were talking about the fact that with the world kind of opening back up and people going into the workplace, that there was just this like weird disconnect with people where they just weren't interacting the way they used to because they hadn't been around each other for a couple of years in some cases. So I was talking with her about um, a couple of stories we were working on, and I said, you know, um, they're still like that. (laughs) In fact, it's almost getting worse. And maybe it's because anxiety is up. You know, we've got a lot of things we got to do. Everything is, you know, in theory back on and going, you know, full steam, but we're still dealing with some residual stuff from the pandemic. I mean, life is still challenging. Oh, and inflation. Oh, and people talking about a recession. I mean, like, there's a lot, right? Life is a lot. So today's conversation with Diane kind of goes all over the place, but it's going to wrap up in a really nice little bow, a polite little bow, and we're going to cover some really fun stuff. So today on the show, we're going to talk about this summer and air travel. We'll start by talking about COVID air travel, because if you haven't been on a plane in a while, a couple of things. Number one, you don't have to wear a mask, which is great, unless you're somebody who really wants people wearing masks, in which case you can have a little bit of friction come up. But the other thing is that summer air travel is going to be just monstrous. Every seat is filled. So there's a lot of possibility of friction on these planes. So Diane's going to talk about how to navigate that on a plane. Whether you're the person who wants everybody to wear a mask and you're uncomfortable, or if you're somebody who really doesn't want to have to deal with these protocols anymore, she has some advice for everybody on how just to keep the friendly skies actually friendly. She has advice on how to get out of a gossipy situation. She's going to give you a sentence to say, and it's powerful. It's really, really good. I asked her how to diffuse a situation when you're out somewhere and people start getting into it. So maybe it's at the airport when a flight gets canceled. Maybe it's in a store when somebody didn't get what they wanted. Maybe it's at a restaurant when something was late. She has some tips on how to diffuse other people's anger. That's a good one too. And then the last thing I asked her about was what is the best piece of advice she gives people? Like what's one thing that when she tells people, they come back to her later and say, that was so good. She went up me, she said, I've got two. And they're really, really powerful suggestions that you can do today that will change not only how people view you, but how you feel. And that is the whole point of this etiquette stuff that she does. Diane Gotsman is back on the Dying to Ask podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track and living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. Diane, 
thanks for coming back on the podcast. You're one of my favorite people to talk with. Oh, I love coming on. So thank you for having me back. Okay. So the last time you were on the angle that I, I presented to you was that it just felt like people were weird. Like there's just this like weird vibe going on. Okay. It's been a couple of months. Diane, they're weirder. Like I, or is it just me? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we're anxious. We're anxious. We are thrown back out into society. First we're complaining because we're, we're, remote. we can't get out. <laughs> Now we're tossed back out there and we're like a fish out of water. We don't know what to do. So I think that what happens is when we are awkward, we all have these different mannerisms. Some people look away. Some people have this resting ugly face. (laughs) They can't remember your name. It's been two years. So I really think we just need to calm down. You know, when we go out to our first networking event for work and we can't remember somebody's name, just walk up to them and say, you know, it's been a long time and I absolutely recognize you. I'm going blank. I'm dying. Yeah. And just that is going to take away some of the pressure. It's going to relieve some of that anxiety that we're all feeling. Do we, do we handshake? Do we hug? Do we just, do we just bump? And so, you know, it's interesting because just a few years ago, we were saying handshakes will never come back. This is it. We're never going to shake hands. And I will tell you, mm. that I'm traveling again, and I am working um, across the country once again. And I really am excited and I enjoy it. Although, you know, getting on that airplane is a whole different <laughs> handshakes are really the greeting of choice. Yeah want to make that connection and it matters it matters it matters touch that is not offensive so feel free to extend your hand for a handshake and just you know if you're if you're concerned about germs don't touch your nose and your face Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to make that connection so my younger son 13 does all the sports he's he's my sporty kid and he was at a volleyball game and the person who was you know announcing the game said um, and after the game was over, he said, this is, we're, we're pleased to resume the high five for the first time at this game. So the kids go through their line where I guess they had been doing like elbows or nothing at all. And they high fived. And I will tell you, I cried like a baby. It was so emotional to me that these kids were high fiving each other. And I've never thought about a high five being significant. But it's their first introduction to those civil type displays like a handshake in business. It starts there. I love, I love that you call it a civil display because it is so true. You know, human beings need to feel accepted. They, and, and, and part of that is our greeting. You know, we, if it's the high five at the sport event, that is a connection. And that's a connection that you make in sports when you are the winning team and the losing Mm -hmm. team, you go through and you high five them down a line that says, good job, we're connected. So I think it's very, very important to connect with people, make the eye contact rather than looking away, make sure that you're asking people, how are you, if you know their kid's name, how is Susan, how is she doing with her tennis? It's important to take the extra steps that is needed so we can rebuild mm-hmm. 
things that we have lost over time. Friendships are so important. The friendships we have at the office, the friendships that we have you know, in our neighborhood. And sometimes this is a great opportunity to evaluate who is good for us and who we might just step away from. Mm. What I mean by that is it's a great time to come back out of our shell and remove some of the toxins that were making us angsty. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, because, you know, I teach, I teach corporate and social etiquette skills. Well, it's about building solid relationships. And it doesn't mean that you want to snub anyone, but what it means is, is you want to align yourself with people who lift you up and who raise your spirit and who you raise their spirits as well. And we only have so much time, you know, (laughs) so much time. So if you're spending time with people who are making you angsty, you don't have to be unkind, but I do think that it's important for us to set our boundaries. Really such good advice. Um, You do a lot of work with big companies and I'm curious to know what kinds of themes are you hearing about being issues within workplaces across the country? What are, what are employers finding as people have rejoined in what has become a very competitive job market? You know, I think this is fascinating because I do the same thing today as I did before, maybe a little bit differently. However, what I find most interesting, what I have found as an update is people that are hiring me are now using words such as compassion, um, non-judgmental, respect. These are the same things I taught before. They are just highlighted now because we, we realize and we understand that in order to, in order to be successful in life, you know, uh, people do business with people they trust and happy employees, productive employees really affect our bottom line. So I think that employers, although I, I do believe they always valued their employees as a, as a whole, I believe that, but they are really paying close attention to what is going to keep and build the relationship they have within their own team. And I, I, very interesting. Is the word empathy thrown in there at all? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's one of the most powerful words, period. I think that in general, in life, if you do not show, if you cannot have a level of empathy and, and what that means is just a respect um, opinion of another person's feelings or behavior. Um, you're missing a you're missing a key component of what makes that relationship a success. So compassion, empathy, respect, uh, lack of judgment, and just inclusion. That means invi- instead of instead of inviting one person out to lunch, if if you can spare the team have a, a group lunch or make sure that you are hitting every every corner of that office to build relationships with everyone on your team, not just one or two key people that you've made friends with at the expense of everyone else. It's on the playground, doesn't it? It's totally, oh, it's all the same stuff. You just, you just package it a little differently and the stakes are a little higher. Or are they? I'm not sure. Um, One thing that's kind of interesting to to think about, we had a corporate vice president who came through recently, and she brought up the the, the fact that of our new employees within our company, so people who are right out of college, 
most of them did not have an internship because they weren't offered during that time. So a lot of them have come into our newsrooms or stations across the country. They have no idea how certain things function because they've never seen it before. And it kind of blew my mind to think about, but it also kind of gave me a different way of looking at it. Like people, sometimes people don't know what they don't know. And so as you're trying to like navigate some of the friction you might have with people, it's important to think about that. That's right. We, we must not assume. If we want someone to do well, we have to train them. You know, we are just not, even the most um, social human still needs some fine tuning. And by that, what I mean is you have um, a college grad right out of college starting a job without an internship. They don't know what to expect. They're doing mm-hmm. their best, but it's up to us to guide them, to give them the guidelines, the rules, the direction they need to be a success. It's on us to set uh, people who are who we value up for success, just like parents set their kids up for success, employers must set their employees up for success. Yeah, employees will notice, and they will take note of that. And that's how uh, you build teams that are lasting teams. Yeah, that's really interesting. But I guess, and then the flip is true for those newer employees. Like you got to do your part too. It's not. You absolutely have to do your part. And I think it's really important. You know, there's that other side of the coin. So many people want a different kind of work week now. They don't really want to go back to the office. They want to stay remote, which is fine. But it has to be a good fit for you and for your company. So there is there's something for everybody out there. But if you are working remote, you should be working remote. You should yeah. Sure that you are checking in, you are showing uh, progress and progression. Um, on both sides, we should not take advantage, just like we would not take advantage of our friends or family. Absolutely. Yeah. And if the boss is listening, I am working remote life right now. And Diane will promise you, I am working. You are. Right. <laughs> Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, this summer is going to be just a whopper of a summer for the travel industry. I traveled over spring break. I was in uh, Ireland and England visiting some family I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And I will tell you, it was packed and it was April. So this summer is going to be just nuts. Masks are no longer required on planes, which is a big deal, but it has created some friction. And when there isn't going to be a lot of like room to social distance on planes, it could get problematic. So let's talk about what you need to know on a plane. Like, let's say you're somebody who is still very cautious. You're wearing a mask on a plane, but you're surrounded by people who aren't. Are you allowed to ask the person next to you? Are you vaccinated? I am going to encourage you strongly not to ask because you do not have to wear a mask on the plane. That is the rule as of now. So if you are boarding a plane and you are hesitant, make sure that you can protect yourself as best as possible. You wear a mask. You make sure that you have alcohol-based sanitizers. Do what you can to protect yourself. But I think it's off-putting and it's could be potentially dangerous for you to ask the person next to you about their vaccination status. You know, it's, it's a personal question. It's much today. It's much like asking, um, are you, are you pregnant? Are you, uh, do you make, you know, we, we have to really think about this. We're the ones who chose to make that reservation and take that plane ride. And I will tell you uh, on a personal note, I, I travel quite a bit and I was on a trip family trip with my husband he wore a mask all the way. This is just recently through the airport on the plane. You know, not masks are not required mm-hmm. next to him. I'm not wearing a mask. I 
I'm not wearing my mask. So not because I'm being confrontational. I just, I'm not wearing my mask. And right. I was comfortable not. So we've got, even within your same family, sometimes, you know, you have different levels of comfort, but I think that there should be a respect level as well. Um, and, and if you're boarding that flight, you know, that there's going to be long lines, there's going to be flight delays. There's going to be people who are uncomfortable. If you're sick, I highly recommend you stay at home. But you may have, the reality is you may have an allergy. You may just have to cough. You're not sick. Mm -hmm. Something got in your throat. You had to, everyone should just give that person, give that person some grace. We, the bottom line is we all are trying to navigate these new waters. These are, we're just trying to find our footing. And as long as we're doing the best we can, I think that's so, okay. So let's say, and this is not a hypothetical because this happened to me. We had somebody sitting ahead of us just hacking away. Hack, 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 hack. What can you do? Because my my feeling is always do not engage. Do not engage. But if there's like a side door, maybe that might work. Like, would you maybe say something to a flight attendant? I would talk to the flight attendant. I would not take it in my own hands. And I would highly encourage you to encourage your family members not to take it into their own hands. I, you know, you can discreetly speak to a flight attendant who knows how much they can do. Um, but it, you, you do the best you can under the circumstances. If you're up in the air, you know, over the, over the ocean, there may or may not be something that you can do at another time. Um, I would have suggested ask if you can move seats, but then why wouldn't everyone around that person want to move seats? And we all know there is not, there are no seats. Where are you going? (laughs) You got nowhere to go. So um, if someone is really, really sick, that's on them. That's certainly, that's why you want to carry masks with you. Even if you don't wear the mask, be prepared. And I had, I had a personal masks. I had to hands that, you know, um, make sure that you're protecting yourself the best you can. And by the way, in talking about travel, make sure that when you do travel, you're carrying your insurance card. You are, you never know when you get to your destination and you get sick for some reason, unrelated to, to mm-hmm. just, just, you get sick. You want to be prepared with all your yeah. So you're ready. That's a great, you know, and you know, one thing I might also suggest is have a picture of all those, those cards, like your passport, all of that. A lot of us, we assume everything will be ready for us digital. And a lot of it is digitized these days, but every time I'm in the airport, I run into usually a 20 something whose phone has died and can't Apple pay some food. I feel like I see it all the time. So maybe just having like that extra, just in case, just in case you run into an issue. And on that note, have a, I, I highly recommend having a paper copy of your boarding pass. I know Mm -hmm. we have it on our phone. We go right through on our phone. Uh, My daughter missed a flight overseas because she had it on her phone and it would not take it. They sent her back to the gate. It was a big mess. If she just had that boarding pass, she, so, so be over-prepared, not under-prepared. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And my kids make fun of me because I still print that stuff out, but you're yeah. right. And I'm going to tell them about your daughter. <laughs> right. You use that example. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't on that flight, but listen, if I was, I would have had all of the papers, everything. Right. Right. Do you know, um, have you ever seen Chris Voss, the FBI, former FBI negotiator? 
um, have you ever seen him speak? Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, he's on masterclass and he does lots of podcasts. The guy is fascinating. He's written a couple of books about like the power of negotiation. And every time I hear him speaking, I always think of you because I think like Diane would be excellent at this too. What he does really well is he diffuses a situation. So what I'm wondering is what's your best advice when you're somewhere and people start getting into it over something? Because like we were saying earlier, people are just short tempered these days. Like the fuses are really short. If you find yourself in a store at the school, you're standing in line at the airport and somebody's kind of going off and you like, how do you diffuse something so that it doesn't come back on you? What are your best tips on that? I have different, you know, there's different situations and I have different thoughts on different situations, but what I will tell you, if it's a, a light, um, a debate that's about to start and, and I'm not even going to call it a debate. I'm going to call it gossip. I'm going to say, you know, I, let's just say someone says, well, I heard blah, blah, blah. What I like to what I say, and you will, I believe that we have to make ourselves say it until it becomes comfortable for us, because we have to feel uncomfortable in order for it to become a habit. I say, this is not our story to tell. I'm uncomfortable because she or he is not here and it's really not our story to tell. And you can see the relief in several other people's eyes because no one really knows what to do. And why not? Why not stand up with courtesy, with kindness, with a tone of voice that's pleasant, not controversial, and just just diffuse that situation. Now, if yeah. there's a huge um, argument going on at a at a store, let's say. Well, uh, for example, I was in a hotel not too long ago, and in the lobby, a feud breaks out between two families. A knockdown feud. Well, you get the manager and, you know, no one had to get the manager. The manager was running up, but yeah, he was involved in it too. It was just a mess. So I think that, you know, we just really have to take a step back and say, is it really worth it? Is this really worth the fight? Yeah. It's often it's not, you know? Yeah. I had a former news director who used to say, um, is this the sword you want to fall on? Yes. I haven't found many swords personally. (laughs) I'm willing to fall on. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to get in the ring. That's what I say. You know, don't get in the ring. <laughs> we have, okay, we only have two minutes because I know you have somewhere you need to get to. What's the number one, we ne- we're, we should never just like hand people free advice. But what I want to know is what do you think is your best bit of advice that if most people would do it, follow it, think about it, could actually make a big impact in their life? I have two. The first one, first and foremost, most important is give the other person grace. That's it. It's that simple. Um, everyone, everyone that is breathing makes mistakes, has a bad day, is going to say something unkind. They're not, we are not perfect people. And I certainly, if it's a habit, then that's a different story. But I, I really believe that we need to give each other grace when we have a bad moment or a bad day. That's the first one. The second one is I always like to say, and I, I made this up myself, but you aim big, aim high, aim meaning authentic, intentional, and memorable. What you do on a daily basis should be authentic, true to you. It should be intentional, which means you put thought into what you do. And it should be memorable because you want to leave an impression that's going to be positive on somebody else. So that's, it's, those are two easy things. I so wish you lived next door to me. Thank you. I, I really do. We'd have so much fun. Um, I, boy, that is, I didn't expect 
you to have to, I should have, you always do, but those, those were fantastic. I love that. I try. And you know, especially teaching protocol, someone will say when at some point, oh, and you teach protocol. And I will say, I teach protocol, but I'm not a robot. And mm. this right, or this makes me unhappy, or I'm angry. You know, I own my, I own my behavior, but truth is truth. And, and sometimes you have to speak your truth as long as you're doing it and you're doing it privately and not publicly and putting it on social media for everybody else to see. Truth is truth. Yeah. What are good ways for people to keep up with your truth these days? I would love for people to follow me on Instagram at Diane Gotsman, where they can meet the love of my life, Marty, my poodle. (laughs) (laughs) With what I do, wonderful, fun things like this that I'm doing with you. So it's at Diane Gotsman. And of course, Facebook is Protocol School of Texas. Yes. And um, the blog is just fantastic. There's always just such great information in there. So appreciate it. Diane, thank you. Oh, always my pleasure. This is not our story to tell. What a great sentence. That would be a great book title too. <laughs> I could see that being really, really good. That is a good piece of advice. Here's another one I've used. If you are in a situation and you know people are talking about somebody and you just don't want to be in the middle of that, sometimes you can go, you can say something like, uh, it, it seems like she has a lot going on and I wish her well. I hope she's doing okay. It sounds very stressful. Mic drop. It works. Trust me. All right. Thank you to Diane Gotsman for coming back on the show. Always fun to catch up with Diane and just kind of bounce some of these weird things we're going through life-wise these days off of her. She always knows how to navigate it. And I also like that she's pretty honest that she runs and she butts up against this stuff too. Life's a little challenging right now. So as she said, give people grace, maybe give them a little bit of space as well. And um, just try not to be so reactive. Easier said than done, though. Thanks for listening to the Dying Dads podcast. If you have a minute, I'd love you to screen grab the show, share it on your social media channels. And if you have any suggestions of topics or guests you'd like to see on the show, you can always send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at runreadsip. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week on Dying Task.